From the Financial Times in London, I'm James Wilson and this is FT News. Voters in Catalonia in Spain voted on Sunday in favour of independence in a referendum the Madrid government tried unsuccessfully to stop. The vote was considered illegal under the Spanish constitution, but many in Catalonia viewed it as a great victory. And today, Tuesday, there have been demonstrations in Barcelona, the Catalan capital, in solidarity with the secessionists. So, what happens next? With me to discuss this is the FT's correspondent in Spain, Michael Stottard. Michael, first of all, can you explain how the vote did go ahead in spite of this all-out attempt by the Spanish national government to stop it taking place? Well, it was extraordinary, really. The success was down to two factors. The first is that right up until the last minute, the Spanish state thought they could count on the support of the Catalan local police called the Mossos. But two minutes before voting started, it became very clear that the Mossos were not on the side of the Spanish state, and they refused to confiscate ballot boxes and stop the vote as they'd promised to do, which left all of the policing in the hands of the state police, and there weren't very many of them, and the intervention that they did do was quite brutal and generated lots of nasty images, which was condemned internationally. And so the national police had to back off a little bit for fear about the public relations disaster. The other reason is really just very clever organization from the Catalan authorities. You know, they had 10,000 ballot boxes turns out they were just being stored in ordinary people's homes. And on the day, people from all over the region came out and delivered them to the voting booths. This was a multi-cell, multi-headed operation. Everyone had to be in the right place at exactly the right time. And it was all organized under huge police pressure. For months, the police have been cracking down and trying to seize election material. So the fact that they got away with it really was a kind of hats-off, impressive feat just by the Catalans on the ground. It seems it. I mean, it seems quite a performance by Carlos Puigdemont, who is the Catalan regional president. How much did he personally deserve the success for this referendum going ahead? And what kind of character is he? Well, he's a man who was never supposed to be president. He's a former journalist, a small-town mayor, but he was plucked from obscurity due to a kind of complicated political settlement back in 2015, where the Radical Anarchist Party refused to accept Arturo Mas, the old head, as the new leader to lead them into independence. So Pushtamon was plucked by Mas to be the new figurehead for the party and for the independence movement. And he was seen by many as just that, just a figurehead, controlled behind the scenes by other more powerful men. But he seems to have pulled off a fairly extraordinary feat and brought Catalonia closer to independence than it has been perhaps ever. What's been the reaction in the rest of Spain to the referendum result? How have the public and media responded to what took place? Well, there's been widespread condemnation of the violence on Sunday, really across the parties. There's also a sense that Rajoy lost this round politically and in terms of the public relations failure. But the reaction is 
really as polarized as the whole situation is in Spain. A lot of people saw this vote as a sham, a subversion of the law, a subversion of democracy. But in Catalonia, it's been polarizing, but the other way. They saw the police violence and they saw their victory. And the independentist movement has been galvanized. The independence movement, we should add, is only about half odd, even less, 40% of Catalonia. But that movement within Catalonia has been galvanized by the vote. Indeed. And as you say, perhaps 40% of the electorate in Catalonia turned out. Two million people or so voted in the referendum. Does Mr. Puigdemont now have a strategy to take the movement forward? Well, this is the huge question. And I'm not convinced that he even really knows The most extreme option is he can unilaterally declare the independence of the Catalan state. And indeed, the law that the Catalan parliament passed to give a legal basis to the referendum said that in the event of a yes vote, independence would have to be declared within 48 hours. His second option is to say, we now have a moral and legal right to independence, I am now going to start a consultation period with the Spanish government and with the European Union in order to see how we can come together and facilitate our independence. And that would be more moderate. It would keep the fires of the movement alive. And some say that's the more likely option. But I think Puigdemont still doesn't quite know he's going to talk to Parliament and ultimately it's going to be the decision of Parliament. So I think that's very much a wait-and-see question, which of these two options he chooses. And indeed a wait-and-see question for the government in Madrid as well, Michael, which must also pick its strategy according to how Catalonia proceeds. What is Madrid considering as its options? Well, Rajoy is in a real bind. I mean, it, like Puigdemont, has two options. The more extreme option is to trigger what's known as Article 155 of the Spanish Constitution, which essentially allows Madrid to take over the autonomy of Catalonia. If you did this, this would put them into uncharted constitutional waters. It's never been used before. It would be a huge shock all over Spain, all over Catalonia. And the second option is to start talks with the Catalonian government about a new deal and more autonomy of some kind, more control over taxes or more money or something like this. He doesn't have support to trigger 155 unless Puigdemont goes for a unilateral declaration of independence. And in terms of the talks, most people in his own party don't want to see the Catalonians rewarded for their, what many see as treasonable, illegal behavior. And then on the Catalan side, they don't want to come to the table unless it's talking about anything other than full independence. And Rajoy has no leeway to talk about full independence because it's unconstitutional. In short, there's very, very, very little that the government in Madrid can do short of responding to a unilateral declaration of independence by Puigdemont. It was a very cat-and-mouse situation by the sound of it. One final question, Michael, we haven't considered yet, is really whether a separate Catalan state would even be viable as an independent entity, and as a consequence, what that would mean for the rump of Spain. Well, I think there's no question that it would be viable. This is a wealthy, 
highly developed country with an economy the size of Portugal, 7 million people, as many people as Denmark. So it's not a question of viability, it's more a question of whether it would be optimal or good for the Catalonian people. And certainly if there was a rupture from Spain, if they unilaterally declared independence, they would be kicked out of the European Union, they would likely be kicked out of the euro. They could use the euro as a third currency, but they would be kicked out the euro. Spain could end up you know, putting trade barriers up with them. If they were out the euro, they would have trade barriers anyway, because they would be a third party until they negotiated something else. So it could potentially be devastating, at least in the short term, for the economy. I mean, the Catalonians dispute all of this and say it would be absolutely fine for various reasons. But the reality is that it would be a severe short-term shock. And then for Spain, it would hurt a lot because Catalonia is 20% of their economy. So the Spanish economy would get 20% smaller in a blow, aside from the wranglings that would then follow about who takes on what amount of debt load Barcelona is also a very vibrant place, economically speaking. For example, half of all startup investment in 2016 in Spain was in Catalonia, and a lot of that is Barcelona. So it contributes a lot to the vibrancy of the economy, far beyond its relatively small size. Lots to consider. Michael Stothard in Madrid, thank you very much. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc., 